Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, wherever and whenever you may be listening around the world on TalkStream Live, the Paranormal Radio app, the Fringe FM, that's fringe.fm, or on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find our full show archive want to thank all subscribers to The Secret Teachings. If you're not a subscriber yet, go to the website, go to the subscribe tab at the top of the page. When you subscribe, you get access to the full show archive, all the montages, digital copies of each of my books, and a physical copy of one of those books when you subscribe for one year. It's only $50, and it supports the show and helps keep us on air. It is the primary thing that keeps us on air. Outside of my uh, obsessive compulsiveness when it comes to research and details, Monday through Friday, right here on the Fringe FM. We also have a Patreon page, one of our only social to social media pages. There's a link on our website, or you can search the secret teachings on Patreon. We have behind, uh, behind the scenes videos. And when you sign up for Patreon, you pretty much tell me what you want to see, and how you want to interact. I tried not to put a lot of additional weight on myself. I, I, I would like you to decide what you'd like to see. Uh, I'm also thinking about adding little tiny goodies to Patreon, like I've added a, a 60, 70, might be 75-page chapter to my book, The Technological Elixir. It's a really important chapter that I thought I might, I might pull uh, into a PDF file and uh, give that chapter away as a small little book on Patreon as well. Uh, you also get other things. If you haven't bought one of my books, you get all the books with your, your patronage. Uh, that's Patreon, and uh, that's on the website, or you can just search the show there. Our affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters, now is as good a time as ever to get a water filter for your house, friends, family. The holidays or holy days are coming up, so you could get your friends or family girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, a water filter. Uh, they're not that expensive. They're very cheap. They're very simple to set up. And uh, it will give you months and months and months and months of purified, clean water, whether that's for the shower or for the kitchen. That's Pro One Water Filters. And the link is on our website as well at www.thesecretteachings.info. Now I want to take, take a stab at something tonight. You know how people say, uh, you see those memes where uh, someone's like, hold my beer. Well, I don't drink beer, but um, for all intents and purposes, hold my beer. I want to take a shot at something tonight on the show, something that in over 10 years on radio, about six years professionally, I have never talked about this subject. So this is a first for the secret teachings. I might have made some snide, semi-neutral comments here or there, but I got a text message, and this happened a lot during the... 
uh, previous presidential election in the United States. You know, you get these text messages and uh, you don't know how you get on the list. You just assume that some company sold your your private information, right? And uh, I got this text message. I'm going to read you what the text message says. And I got very similar text messages to this during the presidential election in 2020. And here's what it says. It says the right wing majority. And let's just clarify now. I am not a right winger or a left winger. The right wing majority on the Supreme Court defied nearly 50 years of legal precedent and let a Texas law take effect that bans nearly all abortions in the state. And soon the court will consider a bill that could go further in overturning the right to safe and legal abortion across the country. We must fight back. Show the world you won't stop fighting for reproductive justice. Reply, quote, freedom to claim your free reproductive freedom for all sticker and get updates from move ons. And they give the number about how you can make a difference. Message and data rates may apply. Stop to to quit. Micah, a move on volunteer. Now, I don't know how Micah got my number. I imagine Micah is an AI system or an auto, some automated system, but Micah and uh, other people like Micah sent me messages like this during the presidential election. They were a little bit moderate, though. The, the messages said things like this. They said, we would like everybody to get out and vote. Doesn't really matter who you vote for. Just go vote. Go vote. And uh, although I didn't vote in the 2020 election, I thought, well... Um, I'm going to have some fun with these people because I knew who they were. I knew it wasn't moderate. I knew what was behind those text messages. So I just said, sure, I would love to go vote. In fact, I really wasn't going to. But now that you mentioned it, I think I'm motivated to go vote now. And then I typed in, I will be voting for Donald Trump. And I didn't vote for Donald Trump. You know, I'd have voted for Tulsi Gabbard if I had to vote for somebody. Uh, they wouldn't let her run, of course. But, well, she tried to. But I typed that back to the to the the message from Move On, and immediately I got a response that said, "We are removing you from further texts." Immediately, that's a quote. Immediately, stay safe and be well. Now that happened three times in 2020 during the presidential around the time of the presidential election, and both uh, all three of those times in all all of those cases, they sent me this message. And they told me that they just want me to vote. They don't care who I vote for. But as soon as I said I'm voting for Donald Trump or you're right, I should vote. I'm voting for a Republican or whatever. Immediately, they removed me from the list. So they really don't want me to vote for anybody. They want me to vote for their candidates and to keep things neutral. They say, we just want you to go vote. And then if you request more information, well, what do they send you? They send you usually left leaning political propaganda you know no different than right-leaning political propaganda but it's political propaganda nonetheless so i received this text message just a, a, a couple of days ago and it it surprised me i thought someone that i knew was texting me and uh was making a comment about the abortion law so i didn't even look at the message for a little bit because i don't glue myself to my phone I said, I'll just, I'll read it later. And it had, the the number started with a five. So I just assumed it was somebody here in, in upstate New York. 
So when I read it and I responded back, and this is the, you know this isn't necessarily my my stance on abortion. I'm neutral on abortion in most cases, but I just said abortion is the number one killer in the world. I said legalizing abortion kind of encourages it. I said maybe we should look at abortion on a case by case basis, and then I told them because I knew you know what they're saying here. I said, you can take your satanic religion (laughs) of sacrificing babies before they're born, justified under some liberal progressive ideology and go right back to the inner circle of hell where you came from. That's what I texted them back. And I, it was like an hour later. So maybe it was an actual person. They they sent me a message that said, I am removing you from further text from move on immediately. Stay safe and be well. So I thought, why not? Let's just break Let's break the ice on the topic of abortion tonight. I'm going to talk about abortion. You might think it's a political topic. I assure you it's not a political topic. And I have some questions about abortion before we get to anything that might even be perceived as political. Here are my, 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 uh, my very small handful of questions about abortion. Number one, I would like to know why last week, Over the weekend, uh, October 1st, October 2nd, October 3rd, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that there were people who felt that it was not only necessary, but that that it was critical to their freedom to go from Rochester, New York, all the way across the country and everywhere in between, downtown with signs and hats, and of course, masks, to protests and uh, gatherings. And they weren't violent or anything like that. People were just exercising their right to protest. And they held up signs like, I'm with her, with arrows pointing in every direction. They held up signs about uh, politics that were, you know, uh, left-leaning. They held up signs about how abortion is a human right and all this stuff. And I, I was confused by that. I I was confused because, you know, obviously, clearly, the people that are going to these these protests, for the most part, and maybe you went to one, uh, they're people that have been, um, you know, politically speaking, a little bit upset that other people choose to get together and, you know, protest or go to political gatherings for uh, people they don't like. They they didn't like that people would go to political gatherings for Donald Trump because that was a super spreader event, but they will get together in, you know, I guess a small mass and protest abortion. And, and the funny thing is, and this is my second question, why people are protesting this in New York when the protest over abortion, and I didn't even tell you why they're protesting over the subject of abortion. I should probably tell you that. It's because uh, in Texas, there's a new law that effectively bans, the media will tell you, almost all abortions. That's a quote from the New York Times. When in reality, it it bans some abortions, and it just puts very strong restrictions on abortions. And the lawmakers who wrote SB 8, Senate Bill 8 in Texas, they wrote it in a way where it gives the citizens the power to sue over things related to abortion as opposed to the state taking it directly into their hands. So it's a, it's a kind of a, it's a new form of language 
that the courts are looking at now, to, because we have three branches of government, this isn't a communist dictatorship, uh, the judicial branch is looking at and trying to determine if it's legal. So then my third question is, why suddenly all these protests with signs that say, my body, my choice, and the New York Times has a picture of these women with shirts on that says, you know, hands off my bodies or hands off our bodies. And, you know, some of these women, uh, I, I don't even know if this is a, if a woman or a man, to be honest with you, but they've got purple hair. They're about 300 pounds and they've got a shirt on that says hands off our bodies. I mean, is anybody touching this woman's body? I, I, I just don't, I don't know. And I'm not being facetious or I'm joking. I just don't see how that woman has anything to worry about. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm looking at these these stories and I'm just I'm curious why why are people protesting in New York or any other place because of Texas is it because you know Texas's law can set a precedent in other places like New York for this type of abortion ban uh, why are people getting together in these events these protests and it's considered acceptable to fight for your freedom quote unquote but if people want to get together in you know smaller or larger numbers for a political gathering or they want to get together from a hospital or a school and protest vaccine mandates which are you know things where people are injecting you know experimental uh, gene therapy things into your body then we call that a super spreader event we call them crazy people they're nuts they want to they they're they're protesting for their freedom how insane they're crazy people and yet, uh, protesters for abortion rights, quote unquote, uh, not only get to get together in large groups, but they also get to protest for their their freedom. And that's very confusing to me. Uh, the last thing that's that's just kind of stunning to me is that uh, this is all happening. And get this: this is all happening Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? So that's the third, the second, and the first. I know in Rochester on the on the second they had these rallies uh, downtown. They called them a, the 2021 Women's March, and uh, that just happened to be within a 24 hour period of New York schools not letting students who had medical or religious exemptions from COVID 19 vaccines know whether or not their exemptions were accepted. They're doing the same thing at hospitals. Nurses, doctors, students at schools have turned in exemption forms that were for religion or for medical reasons. The deadline was on Friday. And for some schools, some hospitals... But this weekend was the deadline, and um, those schools and those hospitals didn't let anybody know whether they, you know, at least here, they didn't let them know that they had been accepted. And they unenrolled some students from school despite the fact that they had followed the policy, turned in the exemption. Some businesses, they're just not letting people know over the weekend whether they have a job on Monday. They didn't even tell them they have, you know, they've accepted their exemption. But, but, the same weekend... When our attention should be focused on that, suddenly huge protests over abortion spring up all over the country. Now, I don't know about you, nor do I know what you think about abortion or what your politics are. I don't think that's a coincidence, and I surely don't think it has anything to do with politics. 
but it does have a lot to do with hands off my body. And I think that this is another magical diversion tactic to obscure the real issue at the moment. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Please don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. 
The new kingdom is not firstly God's though, but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that Delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that Delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see and the observations that we make on the Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on the Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM. Over the first weekend of October, just this past weekend, the first through the third, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, protests against abortion restrictions in Texas, or women's marches, spontaneously sprang up not only in Texas, but around the United States, and as protesters demanded things like hands off our bodies and my body my choice thousands of healthcare working heroes and college students were fired or unenrolled because they believed that their body warranted them to the liberty interest of not being forced to take medical treatment many of these people have been protesting chanting similar slogans to the women's marches but instead of receiving mainstream media coverage they received the opposite They received virtually no support from the media, and they instead received mockery. They received names that they were called like conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers. It didn't matter if most of these people were medical professionals. However, the media decided to turn its attention to uh, protesters for uh, abortion rights or whatever it was that that they were protesting. And it's kind of interesting because uh, over the weekend, the deadline for vaccine exemptions or for those choosing to receive a shot, that window closed. That window closed at the same time that there were protests over abortion laws in Texas. You, You kind of see what I mean? So over the weekend... These exemption requests had to be turned in, and they're not really requests, they're declarations, but they call them requests or submissions. If you had an exemption for religion or medical, you had to turn those into your business, uh, into your school. That was the deadline this weekend for most places. And if you didn't do that, you were going to be fired or unenrolled. Now, most, if not every single person who did that received either no response or they were unenrolled from their classes. School never informed them if their exemption was accepted, etc. A lot of businesses just fired employees, and now people are seeking legal relief. Here in New York, uh, 80-something thousand healthcare workers lost their jobs. So instead of focusing on that... 
and those individuals and their lives and 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 the 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 detrimental effect that the governor's orders have in the state of New York people somehow have organized not to protest that they've organized to protest an abortion law in Texas and they've organized to do this in New York they've organized to do this all across the country. And um, I'm a little bit confused. I, I don't really understand. I mean, yeah, if you want to protest that, fine. But I guess my problem is, d- d- does anybody find it to be coincidental that while the deadline for vaccine exemptions or for receiving the vaccine was this past weekend, and instead of media covering that and informing people that they actually have rights, instead... There were these incessant protests over abortion rights at the exact same time. And the people that were protesting over abortion were holding up signs like my body, my choice, having T-shirts on that said hands off our bodies, while healthcare workers and others were doing the same thing, but being called super spreaders for being unvaccinated. They were being called lunatics and crazy people and conspiracy theorists. Even if they were doctors and nurses, it didn't matter. But suddenly, a group of uh, people can get together spontaneously. It's totally spontaneous. Nobody planned it. And they can protest abortion laws in other states. I Something is off here. And I want to take a stab at this this subject tonight. So that's what we're doing. And I looked into... Uh, this whole abortion thing in Texas. I was trying to understand it, trying to understand exactly what the activists are concerned about and what the hands off our bodies people are mad about and trying to understand why uh, Billie Eilish uh, was in uh, uh, Austin, uh, the Austin city uh, a couple of uh, days ago on October 3rd for a concert. And she said, my body, my effing choice. And I was trying to understand why uh, these uh, these two women, uh, uh, Top Chef, I guess, people, and who they are, Padma Lankshmi and Gail Simmons, uh, marched in a protest of the Texas abortion law, and they said, quote, you have no right to decide what happens to my body. And I was trying to figure out why celebrities and why spontaneous protests, you know, were, were all, they, everybody was saying the exact same thing. At the exact same time, while thousands of people were losing their jobs because they refused to take a vaccine. And while thousands of people were protesting against that vaccine, saying, my body, my choice, hands off my body, I have a right to decide. They were being mocked and criticized by the media, but when people use those same slogans, those same hashtags for abortion protests, the media just fawned all over it. Oh, look at the activists fighting for their rights, ovary rights, and and womb rights, and abortion rights, and and, and bodily autonomy. And it they're so they're so they're 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 just they're heroes. They're they're so brave. I mean you see that's there's something wrong here? I mean we live in a world where if scientists think that they found uh, bacteria on Mars or they found uh, water 
on the moon, both of which has has happened, um, or they found uh, bacteria growing on the International Space Station, which happened. They, they know that bacteria can grow in a vacuum. Um, that that we consider this at least the precursor for if it's water, or we find the bacteria that it can survive in a vacuum. We find this to be not only um, uh, suggestive, but it's evidence that life exists beyond Earth. And, and we see things like bacteria as being alive on other planets. But we don't necessarily afford the same consideration to a heartbeat in the womb. Now, you might think, well, Ryan, you're taking a very conservative approach to this. I don't know if I like that, okay? Don't touch my body. Well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just simply reading you the, the overview of what the Texas law says. The Texas law, Senate Bill 8, SB 8, essentially is known as the Heartbeat Act because if you can detect a heartbeat in the state of Texas, then abortions are now illegal. So clinics have been shutting down and uh, people who otherwise, uh, you know, a lot of people who hate the United States appeal to its three-branch governmental system and beg the courts to strike down this fascist legislation in Texas. It's just a little bit strange to me. I'm trying to really understand what's going on here. So I did some digging and I read a little bit about the the the, the SB8. I got a copy of the bill. It's a uh, the enrolled version, 25 pages. I read the uh, hyper extremist New York Times uh, and their view on this. And uh, I'll just I'll read you what the New York Times said. This is what the uh, the law says. Section 171.203. A physician may not knowingly perform or induce an abortion on a pregnant woman unless the physician has determined in accordance with this section whether the woman's unborn child has a detectable fetal heartbeat. Physician must use a test that is consistent with the physician's good faith and reasonable understanding of standard medical practice and appropriate for the estimated uh, gestational age of the unborn child and the condition of the pregnant woman and her pregnancy. Now, I mean, just reading the law, it sounds a little bit more logical, a little bit more calm than what the activists would like people to think. People that go protest want you to think that the law is one page, and at least, I mean, maybe they don't want you to think this, but it seems like that's how things are broken down, that the law is one page, and it says, we don't care about women, we're misogynists, and you can't have abortions anymore, and we're going to rape you and get you pregnant, and now you can't do anything about it. I mean, that's what the protesters seem to imply with their rhetoric, and although conservatives have their own asinine rhetoric, it's, it's pretty much serving the same divisional purpose. Section 171.204 of the bill says, A physician may not knowingly perform or induce an abortion on a pregnant woman if the physician detected a fetal heartbeat for the unborn child or failed to perform a test to detect a fetal heartbeat. A physician does not violate this section if the physician performed a test for the fetal heartbeat and did not detect a fetal heartbeat so you could even use that as a loophole we did the test we didn't detect a heartbeat we you know we got the abortion going 
That's that's what uh, you know people want. They want their abortions. And the law also makes exceptions for medical emergencies. It says if an abortion is performed in section 171.008 or induced on a pregnant woman because of a medical emergency, the physician who performs or induces the abortion shall execute a written document that certifies the abortion is necessary due to a medical emergency and specifies the woman's medical condition requiring the abortion. So again, you know, it's not like the the law says we're Republicans, we're white, straight men, we're going to rape you and we're going to get you pregnant and then you can't have an abortion and ha, 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 we're evil conservatives. Like, it doesn't say that, but that's what people, I really, truly feel, think that the law says. And for those that read further into it and you actually read the law, you're somewhat, you know, intelligent. The New York Times uh, publishes this where they're talking about it and it's like, well, Uh, there are exemptions to it. So it doesn't, I mean, it might restrict your rights, but let's, let's understand that this is not a black and white subject. This isn't like Texas has a law. So now you can't sleep around and get pregnant without birth control because you don't believe in birth control and then get pregnant. And then you can't have an abortion in New York. You might be afraid like, well, if they did this in Texas and it stands, then maybe they could do this in New York. I get that. But there's, there's got to be some, some middle ground here. There's got to be a way to approach this where it isn't black and white or it isn't purple, red, yellow, green, orange haired, if you know what I mean. You know, there are exceptions in the bill. The law does not include ex- exceptions for pregnancies resulting from rape or incest. Um, or uh, non-viable pregnancies in which the fetus has, uh, you know, detectable cardiac activity. Uh, But then again, it kind of does because it specifically says that the physician, the physician is to use good faith and reasonable understanding of standard medical practice in terms of conducting the test. So the New York Times is being very seedy when they say that it doesn't include non-viable pregnancies in which the fetus still has a detectable uh, heartbeat or detectable cardiac activity because the physician is supposed to determine that by performing the test. So you see, this is what happens. People go and they read their New York Times and they're like, okay, what does it do? Okay, it does that. All right, well, let's not talk about that because that gives us the right for medical emergencies. Let's talk about how it doesn't give us the right to abort a fetus if it has a heartbeat, but it's a non-viable pregnancy. Yeah, but it actually says in the law, section 171.203, that the physician performing the test must in good faith and with reasonable understanding, you know, make a determination based on the best, you know, medical practice and, and determine the appropriate you know, action to be to be taken. So it does actually provide for what the New York Times says it doesn't provide for. And that's that's either ignorance or it's it's shady. Um, and it goes on to say it doesn't include exceptions for cases in which the fetus has a, a fatal or untreatable condition. Of course, it does provide for that. Because the law itself doesn't need to specifically state every little tiny itty bitty detail or it would be 10 billion pages long. It's leaving it up to the physician to determine based on good faith and reasonable understanding of standard medical practice. Okay, that means that the physician can determine heartbeat or not if the pregnancy is viable. 
if if the baby has an untreatable condition, like the, the physician is making that determination. So I don't know what they're upset about in regards to this particular part of SB 8. So I kept reading. They do make exemptions, exceptions from medical emergencies. They explicitly state that because a medical emergency is different than the physician exercising his best medical or her best medical judgment to determine based on a test in the heartbeat if the baby should be or the fetus should be aborted. Patients cannot be sued, it says, but those who help a patient can be sued, according to the bill. They say that the law could reach beyond the Texas border. Well, that's because, you know, for one, this might set a precedent, but for two, Section 171.210, a civil action brought under Section 171.208 shall be brought in the country in which all or a substantial part of the events or omissions giving rise to the claim occurred. The country of residence for any one of the natural person defendants at the time the cause of action occurred. Uh, The country of the principal office in the state of any one of the defendants that is not a natural person or the country of residence for the claimant if the claimant is a natural person residing in this state. So it provides for a little bit of leeway in determining, uh, you know, a person, you know, if a person's a resident of Texas or if they're coming from somewhere else. I mean, this is just, this is just how, this is how laws are written. Um, there's a $10,000 provision in the bill that gives, if someone sues, it gives a successful plaintiff $10,000 um, uh, and have and it will give them their legal fees uh, back. Their legal fees will be uh, uh, reimbursed. Uh, statutory damages in an amount of not less than $10,000 for each abortion that the defendant performed or induced in violation of this chapter. So you can sue based on this law if uh, you know an abortion was done in violation of, of this law. Now, why they, they pass that, I don't know. I mean, maybe it could have something to do with Planned Parenthood encouraging young women to get abortions. Like, um, I don't know what you think about this personally, but I feel that regardless of what you think, Planned Parenthood should not be in the business of not only selling baby parts, but they should not be in the business of convincing young women to have an abortion even if it's viable, even if they kind of want to keep the baby. Planned Parenthood should not be in the position of determining that, that that very critical decision. Planned Parenthood should not make that decision at all. They should not be encouraging people to make that decision. In the same way that uh, psychologists and psychiatrists shouldn't be affirming mental illness in their doctor's office, uh, and they're in their 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 what I don't know if you call it a doctor's office their their little room where they perform their sessions. They shouldn't be encouraging gender dysphoria. They should be asking questions that are kind of neutral to understand why a person feels that way. They shouldn't be affirming mental illness. They shouldn't be affirming gender dysphoria. They shouldn't be affirming confusion. That's not the physician. 
That's not the psychologist, that's not the psychiatrist's job, is to affirm the problem that the person is having. They're supposed to help you overcome that problem through therapy, not through affirmation. There's a difference. It's not Planned Parenthood's job to convince a young, impressionable girl that she should have an abortion. So maybe that is part of the reason for this law. Now, let's, let's just, for a moment, let's disengage, and let's go back to, to the beginning here. Over the weekend, the deadline for having your COVID-19 vaccine or for having an exemption expired, and it expired uh, most places, uh, you know, Friday into Saturday or Thursday into Friday, expired uh, right toward the end of the week, kind of like the end of a news cycle, when something really important is reported Friday and nobody sees it, cares because they got to go, you know, they got to go home and they got to relax and go to a club or a bar or whatever. And they just want to relax and not think about anything. So they release it on Friday and then over the weekend, people don't pay attention. And then Monday again and everything's back to, you know, back to work, back to, you know, the weekday and everybody forgets about what was reported on Friday. Well, that's when the deadline, that's when the deadline was. And, um, from schools to hospitals, people generally weren't informed if they had submitted, or I use the word declared, if they had declared their medical or religious exemptions. And for, for example, in the state of New York, if you simply write your exemption, you, you're exempt and you give it to the school, you know, as law, within reason, um, you're exempt, but they didn't let the kids in New York know anything on Friday. They didn't let them know anything Saturday. You couldn't call the schools Saturday or Sunday if you were unenrolled for not receiving your vaccine. And there were there have been protests at hospitals and protests at capitals. Media really doesn't focus on those protests, but protesters have been out there, thousands of them, from Boise, Idaho to Morgantown, West Virginia to New York and down to Texas where they're they're very sue happy. And they're they're claiming my body, my choice, hands off my body. Don't don't force me to take something that's poisonous or potentially deadly or harmful or that could affect, you know, my baby that I want to keep. And not only is there little media attention, the media attention that is given to those protests. It's not only minimal, it's mockery. It's mockery. It's like. You think that the vaccine's going to hurt you. That's not true. The scientists have said that it is a very safe vaccine. And uh, Moderna has said that that black and pink contamination is, is even though, you know, it's there, they admit it's there. It's, just, it's a safe form of contamination. That's what Moderna said. They said, don't worry, the contaminant is safe and, and, and efficient <laughs> or something like that. They said it's safe. They literally said it's the contaminant is safe. The black and pink substance in the vaccine vials of Moderna and Japan. It's safe. So the media mocks and makes fun of those people. They call them anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists and regurgitate the talking point that they're the reason people are sick and they're the reason the pandemic's ongoing and that these are the people that are that are really the cause of not only the 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 overall pandemic, but they are creating a new pandemic, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And while all that's happening. There is a series of protests 
that begin to unfold, not because thousands of moms and dads and medical professionals lost their jobs or quit their jobs or students were unenrolled from education. You know how much some people, they love to talk about education, free education, free school, free school, free school. All those kids were unenrolled. All those people lost their jobs. And instead of protesting over that, people got together across the country simultaneously, spontaneously, overnight, and protested an abortion law in a, what amounts to, for the rest of the country, a distant, foreign, in the sense that it's not your state, foreign state, the state of Texas. I'll say the great state of Texas. I love Texas. So that's a little bit suspicious to me. Is it not? You got the deadline, people losing their jobs, being unenrolled from school, and instead of protesting that, people are protesting abortion, quote-unquote, rights. I want to tell you what I want to do with the rest of tonight's show. This is not an issue that is easily reduced to a black and white yes or no you're pro-abortion anti-abortion uh it's not an argument that can be reduced to a a a simple uh you know series of talking points and that's what i think confuses a lot of people in fact i never understood why people that are anti-abortion uh, were so uh, opposed to Roe versus Wade. Uh, very famous and very um, important 1973 decision by the Supreme Court that effectively legalized abortion, but it didn't exactly legalize abortion in the way that a lot of pro and anti abortion activists make it out. To, to be, I went and I, I read through Roe versus Wade and I got some of the, the main points from it. And Roe versus Wade decided and determined that, yes, uh, you have a right to abortion, but that's not an absolute right. And the abortion is meant to be balanced against other considerations. Um, perhaps the most controversial thing determined by Roe versus Wade was that the fetus was not considered a person, and therefore it doesn't have equal protection rights under the 14th Amendment or under other constitutional uh, provisions. And uh, Roe versus Wade did determine that the state has a compelling interest in protecting the maternal health of the, of the well, maternal, the mother, after the first trimester, of course, that you know gives leeway for medical emergencies and things like that. And the state has an interest in protecting the potential of life after viability, you know, after the, the third trimester, effectively preventing abortions after the third trimester, or during the third trimester, I should say. Uh, and Roe versus Wade um, determined that there were three different categories uh, based on the first, second, and third trimester for when an abortion could or couldn't be performed. And then that case was uh, was essentially followed up by a 1992 case of Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey, which was a case over a law restricting abortion with obstacles and barriers like informed consent, waiting periods, etc. 
including parental and spousal notification. And the court struck down spousal notification, but the court maintained that states have a right to enforce laws that are restrictive to abortion, despite your right to abortion. It's not absolute. And they can place barriers as long as they are not undue burdens, quote-unquote undue burdens, or quote-unquote substantial obstacles to abortion. So a state can impose restrictions on abortion. That's not unconstitutional. That is not a violation of Roe versus Wade. In fact, placing a restriction on an abortion, according to the Supreme Court in two major cases from the 70s and the 90s, placing those restrictions is actually the right of the state. The state has that authority to do that. They can place waiting periods. They can make it a matter of informed consent. They can have uh, you know parental consent listed. Like, you have to have all of these things to get the abortion. Okay? Now, I don't know what your politics are or what you think about abortion. And we're going to go into more details of this in the, in the second hour. And we're going to keep digging into, into this, this topic, this subject. But let's try to find some middle ground. Let's try to agree that even if things were reduced to such a black and white, polarized political perspective that having an absolute right to abortion would be dangerous in the same way that having an absolute ban on abortion would be dangerous. If you have an absolute pro-abortion law where you can never restrict abortion, that's really, really dangerous for the same reasons that you have an absolute pro-life law where every single abortion, rape, incest, medical emergency, whatever, is illegal. Now, there may be laws I'm unaware of that have been passed in the past, I'm sure that there were, that, that made that the case, where no matter what the, the reasoning was, you couldn't have an abortion. But Roe versus Wade split the difference. It didn't give your pro-abortion activists every right. In fact, it restricted those rights while acknowledging them. That's why it was such an important case. And people always tend to think I'm a conservative, but I, I kind of agree moderately with Roe versus Wade. If you read it, if you read the case, it's a very balanced Supreme Court decision. And especially the Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey decision was a very balanced decision. Those two cases said you have a right to abortion, but that right is not absolute. And the state still has an interest in protecting life depending on the viability of the fetus. Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey in the 90s allowed for the state to place restrictions on abortions. So my big question here is, I don't understand, help me figure this out, why are all the people that have been protesting this past week and over the weekend, abortion rights, abortion rights, abortion rights, why are they protesting for abortion rights? You already have abortion rights because one state exercised a certain type of legal language in a law that might make abortions more restrictive. It might be determined that Texas has a right to do that. 
under Roe versus Wade as a Supreme Court decision. Maybe they'll strike down certain parts of the bill. I'm sure they will for political reasons, perhaps. But the courts are not supposed to address these questions as political questions. It's not the court's duty or responsibility to do that. They are separated from those political decisions. Or at least they should be separated from those political decisions. You have a right to go get an abortion, but the state has a right to put certain barriers in your pathway so you don't have a a 19, 20-year-old girl who just constantly gets pregnant, constantly has, has, has abortions. Maybe she's in a stable relationship. She just doesn't like birth control. Maybe the couple doesn't like birth control. So they get pregnant over and over again. And you just go get abortion after abortion after abortion. You're telling me that doesn't have any kind of psychological effect? That doesn't have any kind of physiological, biological effect on that woman's body? It's not up to the state to determine that. But you can't tell me that a woman who has more than a single abortion, even if it's a medical emergency, that there's no effect on that person's body from abortion after abortion. This is a philosophical discussion and an argument. This has nothing to do with politics. Yeah, sure, I'm not going to touch your body. But do you really think that an abortion, another abortion, another abortion, you think that those abortions are good for your body? Like your body biologically wants to have that baby and to constantly and consistently, if you happen to be one of those people who do that, continue to have abortions, that cannot be good for the mother. That cannot be good for the woman. I mean, you might be a a raging Satanist who wants to get pregnant so you can have abortions for fun. That has a, a detrimental effect on the body. A horrible psychological effect, whether you acknowledge it or admit it or not. It, 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 it's, like, it's like restricting yourself from eating, restricting yourself from drinking water. After a while, your body's going to shut down. You can't continue to do that. On the flip side, for other people that think there should never be an abortion, well, I don't think that's the case either because uh, rape and um, incest and, I don't know, medical emergencies, uh, these are reasons that abortions should be themselves viable. And the Supreme Court has already ruled in Roe versus Wade and in other cases that uh, you have a right to get the abortion, but there are restrictions to that. You can't just run out every time you think you're pregnant and have a coat hanger jammed up inside of you. That's not safe. That's not, uh, you know, if you do that and believe that, that you, you can't be in any sane world a, a stable person. So there is a balanced approach to the question of quote-unquote abortion rights. And although we're going to dig into that very deeply in the next hour for the first time ever here on The Secret Teachings, my bigger concern is why these protests erupted literally right when businesses and schools required employees to be vaccinated or they would be unenrolled and fired if they didn't have the vaccine or the exemption. When that deadline struck, instead of people protesting losing their jobs or filing lawsuits over violation of religious liberties, instead what happened was protests erupted over abortion laws in other states. And to me, that's suspicious. To me, 
that's not spontaneous to me that's organized to me there's something funny going on here and i'm going to get to the bottom of it tonight on the secret teachings i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info email us at rdgable at yahoo.com check us out on patreon please support the show grab a copy of one of my books subscribe to the archive or donate a few dollars to the secret teachings we have our uh, escape from new york fundraiser going on right now i'll tell you more about that on other shows uh rdgable at yahoo.com is the paypal email there's a lot more after this the music tonight white bat audio stay with us we will be back Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality, edit others, offer processing, clips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload, hosting, live call screening, balance levels allowed to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. 
were a lot longer than most podcasts have been around. The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship. And we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Welcome to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, wherever and whenever you may be listening around the world. Talk stream live, the Paranormal Radio app, the Fringe FM app, fringe.fm, or our website, thesecretteachings.info, our archive on the website with all of our past shows. You can subscribe to that archive if you missed an episode or you want to listen at a different time. I want to share that show with somebody else. Subscribe to the archive at thesecretteachings.info. Get access to the montages, all my digital books. And when you subscribe for one year, we have uh, monthly and weekly subscriptions. But for one-year subscribers, you also get a physical copy of one of my books. If you have any questions about that or maybe our Patreon with behind-the-scenes videos, email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. We're looking to always support this show. And if you have the ability to subscribe or buy a book or donate, it is not only appreciative, but it is the very thing, the only thing that keeps this show on air five nights a week, allows me to do the research I do and focus more on this professionally without any sponsors and without anybody telling us what we can or can't do, what we can or can't say. I can tell you that tonight's topic is a topic that would not really be appreciated or allowed on any conservative or liberal radio show or television show. People don't want to have these balanced conversations, and they surely don't want to have conversations that are relating to the types of things that we're getting at here tonight on The Secret Teachings. One of those things is that over the weekend, October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, protests against abortion restrictions in Texas or a women's march supposedly, spontaneously sprang up around the United States, all over the place. And as protesters demanded, hands off our bodies and my body, my choice, thousands of healthcare working heroes and college students were fired or unenrolled 
because they believed that their body warranted them the liberty interest of not being forced to take medical treatment. They lost their jobs or were kicked out of school, many of which didn't even know that they had a right to refuse. They didn't know that they had a liberty interest. They didn't know that they had medical or religious exemptions that they could file for and declare. They lost their jobs. They were kicked out of school, even when they did declare that they had medical or religious exemptions. Because the deadline for compliance or exemption expired. That deadline for compliance or exemption expired over that weekend. The same time and the same weekend of those women's marches for abortion rights. While those abortion activists were chanting, hands off my body, hands off our bodies, my body, my choice. Now many of these so-called anti-vaxxers had been protesting, chanting the same things that were being chanted at the women's marches. But instead of balanced news coverage, the media met these people with mockery. Apparently, you have a right to bodily autonomy and protest if it includes abortion. But when it includes bodily autonomy, protest rights, medical professionals, and human religious liberty, you should be mocked and dismissed as crazy. See what I'm getting at here? Force someone under threat of losing their job, under threat of not being able to go to school, over threat of societal isolation, over threat of segregation, over threat of etc., 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 to take an experimental medical treatment, an mRNA shot, where it is admitted and acknowledged that side effects are heart inflammation, myocarditis, Side effects are worse than the symptoms of COVID-19. And if you co-protest, I shouldn't lose my job. I have religious rights. I have medical rights. What do they do? Virtually every media outlet, every media publication mocks, laughs, and criticizes you. Even Dr. Fauci says that this isn't about freedom. You don't have a right to choose. Just take it. Of course, you do have a right to choose. But even when you file for an exemption, a lot of schools and hospitals and other places just simply ignored the exemption and pretended like they didn't receive it. And this week, kids have had to scramble to figure out why their exemption wasn't even denied. It was accepted and they were still unenrolled. Mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles had to decide why they were fired, even though they had placed a religious or a medical exemption into the proper hands at the hospital, etc., wherever the business might be. People are trying to figure that out. And where the media's attention should have been on that subject, and, 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 and to be frank, where this type of media, this type of radio, should be focused on that, no, now the subject suddenly changes. Literally at the exact same time, that the compliance or exemption deadline strikes, suddenly there are protests erupting over abortion. From Rochester, New York, to Texas, to the West Coast. And I'm not being mean, but when I'm looking at the videos and the pictures of the people protesting, I see the same thing that I saw during the anti Trump rallies, same thing that I saw with every 
pseudo-political, every political, and every anti-American protest that has occurred in the last five to six years. I saw people with their pussy hats, faces covered with masks so you can't identify them, chanting the same slogans, holding the same signs with their foggy glasses, and if they didn't have hats on, with their toxic dyed hair. And I want to be very clear. As a human being, I am not making fun of or mocking these people. I just don't understand why every single protest is literally the same people or essentially the same people in some cases. They all look the same. They all act the same. They dress the same way. Their hair is exactly the same color, a spectrum of, of yellow to green. Why? I mean, are, 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 are any of these people having civil discourse or are they just meant to portray through the media what the public wants, what the public demands? And you notice when you watch the videos or when you look at the pictures, you notice that most of the time there really aren't like a lot of people. There aren't like millions of people that were in Washington. But what you do see is you see a handful of what amounts to professional protesters. I'm not saying they were paid. These are professional people that are professionals at being outraged, professionals at being upset, professionals at doing exactly what, well, it's kind of like Dave Chappelle. Don't let the liberal media tell you how to think. Basically, whatever the media tells them to do, they go do. I don't understand why when I was in high school, I couldn't get, you know, five guys together to play three-on-three basketball after school. But overnight, at a critical juncture for the country, for hundreds of thousands of people that are going to lose their jobs, medical professionals, scientists, doctors, nurses, heroes, as we've been told, and all these kids who are going to school because school, you know, is something that should be free. Education, education, education. Liberals are always talking about education, free health care, free education, education, education. While that should be taking precedent, all of that is overlooked because we're upset that Texas is trying to put barriers in the way of those seeking abortions. And to me, that is very suspicious. Fighting for reproductive rights was the headline on one local news station in Rochester. Another headline, Rochester residents join groups nationwide in 2021 Women's March. What? Nationwide? I can't get five people to play a game of three-on-three basketball with me. Okay? I can't find on social media because it's blocked most of the time. Uh, or I don't see flyers put up. I just don't see any communication about protests that are anti-quote-unquote vaccine or anti-vax. Or nobody's being informed that they have religious exemption rights to vaccines, that they have a right to bodily integrity, that they have a liberty interest in protecting their privacy. Nobody's being told that. All you're being told is, all right, listen, listen. Texas just banned abortion. Texas just said no more abortions. You get pregnant 
you know, we, a big, fat, white, slave-owning misogynists are going to rape you pathetic women. You're going to get pregnant, and you're going to have those babies, bitch. I think that's honestly what they think the law says. I think they think the law says something to the effect of, this is an act for rich, fat, white Republicans to rape and have incestual relations with family members, get them pregnant, and then subsection 2B says you're going to have the baby, you useless bitch. I think that's what they think the bill actually says. Now, these are the low-level, very low-level people. The other people who are more activists, who are intelligent, read the actual legislation. And the New York Times published an article with a link to the legislation, and they broke down what the bill actually said. And they were a little bit disingenuous, though. They, they broke down what the bill said, but then they, they, they just kind of misrepresented what the bill said. The bill says this. This is what it says about abortions being banned. It says that a physician cannot knowingly perform or induce an abortion on a pregnant woman unless the physician has determined in accordance with this section, 171.203, whether the woman's unborn child has a detectable fetal heartbeat. So they call it the Heartbeat Act in Texas, Senate Bill 8. And they say that the physician must use a test that is consistent with the physician's good faith and reasonable understanding of standard medical practice and appropriate for the estimated gestational age of the unborn child and the conditions of pregnancy, uh, pregnant women and her pregnancy. And then you read on, and it says that there are medical emergency uh, provisions in the bill, and you read that, and then the New York Times says, but there isn't any protection for non-viable pregnancies in which there is a detectable cardiac uh, activity. And I thought that that was strange because if when I scrolled back to another section of the bill, it said that the physician gets to de- determine this based on good faith and reasonable understanding. So, again, the bill doesn't need to specifically state every single condition and like, can a woman get an abortion on a rainy day? Can a woman get an abortion, you know, when it's snowing outside? Can a woman get an abortion on NFL, uh, you know, uh, Sundays? Like, it doesn't have to explicitly state every little thing. That's not that's not uh, practical. But it gives the physician the, the the ability to determine this. Now, I'm not saying I support the bill because I think it's it's very political. I think that I mean that's obviously and unfortunately what a lot of this is, is just political 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 on both sides but see here's the bottom line and this is what i think is really important protests for abortion rights you have abortion rights what what abortion rights do you not have well texas said that you can't have an abortion under these conditions and that there must be restrictions in place for abortions and but they're acting like Texas just outlawed abortions as if they were the Supreme Court and overturned Roe versus Wade. And what I'm having a hard time understanding is if you read Roe versus Wade, it doesn't even do what the liberals say that it does, and it doesn't do what the conservatives say that it does. And that's the unfortunate nature of, of the political back and forth. I think if you want to be... A, if you want to be intelligent, holding a sign isn't intelligence, okay? 
holding a sign that says Ruth sent us, you know, you know who Ruth is, or holding a sign that says my body, my choice. That doesn't make you intelligent. What makes you intelligent and what makes you a human being who we can converse and have civil discourse with is if you actually read what the law says first and then have a discussion on it, not chant what Facebook pages told you to chant, not regurgitate what the media told you to regurgitate. This is what Roe versus Wade says. You have a right to abortion. So the liberals are right. You have a right to abortion, according to the Supreme Court. However, it's not an absolute right, and that right must be balanced against other considerations. That's where the liberals get it wrong. That's where the conservatives get it wrong. And I'm speaking generally here. Because the liberals will never tell you, because they might not know, that Roe versus Wade, although it gives you a right to abortion, it doesn't give you an absolute right to abortion. Because there have to be considerations weighed against that abortion. This is unfortunately where conservatives get it wrong, I think, because conservatives apparently aren't aware that that right to abortion is not absolute because they're still fighting for an absolute ban and liberals are still fighting for an absolute abortion where no matter what happens, they can get it. Just like the conservatives are going back to them fighting because they want to have abortions no matter what happens. They don't want to have abortions no matter what happens. It's like this this absolute back and forth, but that's not what the Supreme Court actually ruled. The Supreme Court, in probably the most, the most important consideration in Roe versus Wade, the, the, the most important classification, is that a fetus is not considered a person. And they didn't necessarily reach that conclusion, if you read it, because they're, they're, they're bigots. They reached that conclusion because they said, well, um, the major religions of the world and, 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 and major you know, uh, health care professions can't determine what exactly uh, you know, is the you know what exactly is life? So you know, it's not up to the judicial system. It's not up to the courts and judges to decide that. So we're not going to consider a fetus a person. But they then gave a right to states. This is the not absolute part of abortion to determine their interests in protecting the mother after the first trimester and the potential of life after viability around the third trimester. It established three important factors for abortion. This is Roe versus Wade, by the way. This isn't this is what the, the liberals, they just like they're they're always like stro- just stroking off to it. They're getting off. To, I'm I'm not trying to be vulgar, but they're like they're literally masturbating to this. They're just like jacking it off, like, yeah, yeah, Roe versus Wade, I can kill babies. That's not what it says. And then the conservatives are doing this. They're just, they're angry. They're like, oh my God, Roe versus Wade, it, it, it allows for abortions and God doesn't like this. It's like, holy shit. Can we calm down for a second? Because that Roe versus Wade doesn't say either one of those things. And the big question is why, as a conservative Christian, you aren't considering that sometimes an abortion is a necessary thing. Then again, I guess... Senate Bill 8 in Texas does consider that for medical emergencies and for other things based on the good faith of the physician. So they do do that. I guess not all conservatives are crazy. And then to the credit of, of liberals, a lot of liberal people recognize, well, this, this is like obviously not an absolute thing. And there certainly are conditions in which abortion, you know, shouldn't just be free. 
It shouldn't just be thrown around like a back massage. So there obviously are people that have a balanced perspective on this. It's the media, I think, first and foremost, that turns this into something that it shouldn't be. Here's what Roe versus Wade determined. Number one, a government, a state government, could not prohibit abortions and could only regulate them as other medical procedures. That is what Texas, and I'm not a Supreme Court judge, so I can't tell you this for sure, based on their determination, and again, Supreme Court judges can dissent, or they can concur, but some can dissent, even though there's a majority decision, some might disagree. The Supreme Court might decide that, based on this first provision of of case law in Roe v. Wade, that Texas is not prohibiting abortions per se, they are simply regulating them as with other medical procedures. And in reading the bill, that's what it sounds like. The second part of Roe versus Wade was that a government could not ban an abortion. Texas is not necessarily banning them, but it could regulate them in ways related to maternal health. And it does that in the bill because it gives medical emergencies consideration. The third part of Roe versus Wade is that a government could prohibit abortion except to preserve life of the mother or her health. The right of the woman to terminate pregnancy prior to the third trimester is what Roe versus Wade provides you. However, a government can still determine under certain conditions the obstacles that may be placed in the way of that woman obtaining that abortion which extends from Roe versus Wade to that determination in the 90s in Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey. So Roe versus Wade makes these determinations, the right of a woman to terminate pregnancy prior to the third trimester. The government may not prohibit abortions prior to viability, that's first, second trimester, and that regulation had to meet strict scrutiny based on you know the, the court's definition of scrutiny. So it established your right to choose, but it also established an interest in protecting potential life. And it established state rights in placing obstacles in the way. Something that was implied was not restricted in Roe versus Wade, but in Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey, a case over a law restricting abortion with informed consent, waiting periods, parental and spousal notification. This is what the court said. The Constitution places limits on a state's right to interfere with a person's most basic decisions about family and parenthood as well as bodily integrity. A state may not place undue burdens such as placing a substantial obstacle in the path of a woman seeking an abortion of a non-viable fetus. That's what it says. Substantial obstacle. This is what the court said. The state cannot place a, quote, substantial obstacle in the path of a woman seeking an abortion of a non-viable fetus. So, the courts ruled that states, that includes Texas, that's a state, have the right to impose burdens and obstacles, just not undue burdens and substantial obstacles. So, you can place a 24-hour waiting period on abortions. You can provide extra notice, informed consent. The court struck down the provision of spousal consent, thinking that was a little bit too much. Personally, I don't agree with that. If you are married, I believe that should be the the condition. If you are legally married, I think the husband should have to sign off on it as well as the woman. 
That's a legal binding contract marriage, and I think that should be a provision. That's my opinion. You can call it left wing, right wing, upside down, whatever. That's my opinion. The rest of this is factual. A state may place no undue burdens on the exercise of a right to bodily privacy as per the due process clause of the Constitution. That is what Roe versus Wade in 1973 and Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey collectively determined. So if you're running around thinking, I love Satan, I'm having an abortion, thinking that it, it, it plays no part whatsoever in your psychological, mental, emotional state when you've had more than one abortion, or you're running around thinking, oh my God, women are having abortions every day and they, they, they can't be stopped. They're just killing babies. Now, that's kind of insane, too. You listen to the talk show hosts that are conservative and all they do is trash Roe versus Wade. It needs to be overturned. And then you get the liberals that are like, oh, my God, we love Ruth Ginsburg and we love Roe versus Wade and we love Isaac. Oh, my God. And they're wrong, too. That's usually what happens. But both sides are wrong. But then again, when you talk to reasonable civil people, I guarantee you, guarantee you, I could go down to one of these protests and I could talk to people who did know this about Roe versus Wade. And they probably have a different perspective on what's happening in Texas and they can explain it to me logically, civilly, and reasonably. I guarantee you I could find that. But I guarantee you that is an anomaly in these protest groups that seem to be People that are professional social justice warriors that will do whatever Facebook and social media tells them to do. And I think that is a balanced approach to this subject. Roe versus Wade gives you a right to abortion, but not an absolute right. The fetus might not be a person, according to the courts, but a state has a compelling interest to promote and to protect maternal health after the first trimester and the potential of human life after viability. The woman can get a pregnancy prior to the third trimester, but after the third trimester, the state can put even more substantial obstacles in the way to that abortion. You have a right to choose, but the state has an interest in protecting that potential life. And in the 1990s, another Supreme Court case, the state cannot place undue burdens or substantial obstacles in the way, but they can restrict abortions. See, the usage of words is really, really important, whether it's in court, it's in law, or it's in magic, or it's in radio. You really want to understand what's going on, what's happening, how this is all unfolding, and why the protests erupted literally as the compliance exemption deadline struck for vaccines in schools and hospitals. And while people were chanting, my body, my choice, they were drowning out the protests of people chanting the same thing over vaccine mandates. Don't tell me that's a coincidence, because I know it's not a coincidence. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, the music white bat audio. There's more after this. Subscribe to the show. Grab a book. www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay with us. could listen to this and again you know people say david has no evidence david has no evidence but 
I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM and join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is the Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
hundreds at Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Park united in outrage over the six-week abortion ban that was passed in Texas. Ashley Teague, a Webster Town Board candidate who organized the Women's March in Rochester, explains most women don't even know that they're pregnant within that time span. With what is going on right now in Texas and with the Supreme Court justice deciding not to pay attention or stop it, it can very much strip Roe versus Wade. So it's important that we are a part of this and making our voices heard to keep that our rights are protected and that we keep laws to protect us. And just a few feet away, a counter-protest led by feminist Choosing Life of New York. Deanna Joy of Rock Love Will End Abortion believes abortion should never be considered. Life is difficult. Life throws you curveballs. Everybody has their struggles and difficulties. But when you recognize the sanctity of human life and how precious life is, we as a community have to come together to uh, support those that find themselves in situations. Beyond the rally, Teague hopes everyone pays attention to local elections because that could make all the difference for the future of reproductive rights. It's important to have this choice because since the beginning of the time, people have dictated our bodies and we've had to continually fight for our rights. So we need to. Oh, you mean like forced experimental medical treatments or you lose your job? In Rochester, Philip Boudreaux. Or you're unenrolled from school. Oh, hands off our bodies. My body, my choice. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. That was a Spectrum News 1 video report from a Rochester protest and a counter-protest in Rochester, New York, over the weekend, the last weekend, October 2nd of 2021. I waited a few days to do this show because I wanted to see what would happen and how the uh, how the media would handle all this, and I was, I've just been very confused. I watched that video, and you have one side saying that this could potentially what's happening in Texas with SB eight and restrictions on abortion. This could overturn Roe versus Wade. I would bet you, I would bet you, at I mean, at least a hundred dollars that that woman has never read Roe versus Wade. I guarantee you that woman has never read the Supreme Court case. I guarantee you she does not know the details of that case. And if she does, okay, I'm wrong. But I bet she doesn't. Because if she did, she wouldn't be as concerned with what's happening in Texas. On the other side, the woman who was talking about the sanctity of life and how life is so great and life throws us curveballs, sure, I agree with you. But don't try to restrict abortion across the board. That's a little bit dangerous and insane. In fact, I think it's as dangerous and as insane as thinking that the law does or should completely and absolutely guarantee you a right to abortion under any and all circumstances, because that is just as absurd and insane. You should not have, in my view, an absolute right to abortion any more than you should have an absolute ban on abortion. And this is what confuses me about Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade in 1973 determined that a woman has a right to abortion. However, it said that right is not absolute. 
the courts determined that a fetus was not a quote-unquote person because if religions and doctors can't make that determination, it surely isn't a determination that the courts can make. I think both of those points are fair. You have a right to abortion, but it's not an absolute right. and The fetus is not a person because if doctors and theologians can't make that determination, they can't figure that out, then the courts certainly can't and should, shouldn't be able to determine that. But Roe versus Wade did something that the activists who talk about Roe versus Wade apparently don't know, um, and that is that the state has an interest in protecting the maternal health of the woman after the first trimester, and they have a potential uh, uh, to protect the, the, the life of that fetus after viability, after it can survive outside of the womb. And it listed three specific things that a government could or could not do, such as a government cannot prohibit abortions. They can regulate them, as with other medical procedures, that a government could not ban abortions, but they could regulate in ways related to maternal health, and a government could prohibit abortions except to preserve life of the mother or her health. That's what Roe versus Wade did. It gave a woman a right to abortion to terminate pregnancy prior to the third trimester. Roe versus Wade doesn't say your baby's going to be born in 48 hours and you can just go rip it out with a coat hanger. That's not what the law says. And by law, I mean case law. Governments may not prohibit abortions prior to viability and that any regulation had to be met with strict scrutiny. Why is there this regulation? In simplified terms, Roe versus Wade gave a woman a right to choose, but it also protected the right of the state and those that support the state in this regard in protecting potential life. Neither side of that argument apparently understands these key points. Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey, another case in 1992. This was a case over a law restricting abortion with informed consent, waiting periods, parental, and spousal notification. The court said that the Constitution, quote, places limits on a state's right to interfere with a person's most basic decisions about family and parenthood as well as bodily integrity. The court determined that the state may not place undue burdens, such as placing a, quote, substantial obstacle in the path of a woman seeking an abortion of a non-viable fetus, end quote. Now, just reading those two quotes from the court from this 1992 Supreme Court case, you would think that the court struck down all of these restrictions on abortion, all of these regulations. To the contrary, the court actually supported Almost all of the restrictions and regulations, as had been established as a right of the state in Roe v. Wade in 1973. A couple decades later, in this case, the courts solidified what the state could or couldn't do based on this new case, which was that the state could place a 24 hour waiting period as a restriction 
extra notice as a restriction, informed consent as a restriction. They said spousal consent is a little bit too much. That place is an undue burden and a substantial obstacle, quote-unquote, quote-unquote, on the person seeking the abortion. Now, personally, I think spousal consent, if you are married, is a very important key right that a man should be afforded if, again, you are legally married. That's my opinion. However, the court said that you can place these restrictions and barriers. They just can't be undue burdens or substantial obstacles. The state can place burdens and obstacles. They just can't be undue or substantial in preventing someone from exercising their bodily right to privacy under the due process clause of the Constitution and its subsequent amendments. That's what the courts actually ruled. Now, unless you study constitutional law, like I do because I'm kind of a nerd and a dork and a geek, or you are able to address these hot-button issues from a balanced and objective perspective and make these determinations and considerations without even reading these cases, then what you get is what we've seen all over the country in the last week. We've seen protests where on one side you have people saying, hands off my body, do not ban abortions. One sign said, bans off my body. And they've got all these signs printed up, ready to rock immediately. CVS, Walgreens, they must make a lot of money selling these poster boards when there's a protest. I mean, these people, uh, they've got these signs that they whip out. They must have them already made in their house, just waiting for a protest. Waiting for someone to just suggest that maybe abortions shouldn't be given out like, like candy at Halloween. Maybe they shouldn't be as readily available as a back massage. Don't you take my right away. I got a right to, to abortion. And then you can go even crazier. You can really level up beyond what, what the pro-abortion protesters all over the country are saying. And you can actually find people. They're, they're rare. They're few and far between. But you can really find people that are like, yeah, I love killing kids. Yeah, I want abortions. Yeah, I love the devil. You can actually find people like that. They exist. I don't know if they're people. I mean, I don't even know if I should, I should really say this because it's going to sound like I'm making it up. But I've been doing some, I've been doing some phone calling. And uh, I called a school over the weekend, not realizing it was the weekend. Honestly, I just, time slips away from me. But I called a school over the weekend in Rochester, New York, and I asked them why they were getting, getting um, you know, unenrollments, the giving unenrollments or unenrolling kids or teenagers or adults, whatever you want to call them, from school, uh, even though they submitted and they declared, the school says submit, I say declare, their religious exemptions from their vaccine mandate or their policy. And, 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 the, and the state of New York, uh, so the state policy says all you have to do is sub- submit it or declare it in writing and then you're exempt. And so people did that and they were still unenrolled from school. And I talked to this lady on the phone and I said, you realize you have people at the school who, like, don't they have a don't they have a right to be educated without these harsh restrictions? And I, she, she said, no, 
I was not aware of that. I'm hanging up the phone. I swear to God, like a nice lady, like, hello, this is so-and-so. Can I help you? Uh, yeah, do you have anybody who's an administrator in today? No, we don't. It's the weekend, sir. And I said, well, you guys have like an exemption policy for vaccines, right? And she's like, um, yeah. It's like, well, why were some people who had the exemptions unenrolled from school? I'm hanging up the phone. And it's like she just turns. Maybe that sounds more like Batman. Maybe she didn't sound like Batman, you know, but <laughs> she just sounded like a demon. I'm hanging up the phone. It's like, where did that come from? You can find people like that. They exist. I don't know if they're possessed by demons or what, but they exist. But then let's go to the other side of the protest. The women at the protest in Rochester in the video I played you who are like, the sanctity of life and we love life and life is great and life is wonderful and, you know, we're going to help people who need the help and it's great and wonderful and we're Christian and we're conservative. It's like, good, I would much rather hang out with you than I would with the other side. However, you don't want abortions to be a thing under any circumstance. And that's confusing to me. Maybe that makes me a liberal. I don't think that you should be restricted from having an abortion if you were raped and can prove it. Uh, rape, of course, is you know defined in so many ways today that if you have sex with somebody 15 years ago and you regret it, you can apparently sue them, drag them through the mud, force them out of their job, and take everything from them whether they're a politician or there's some average guy who's married with kids because you got drunk and banged some guy 15 years ago in an alley. That seems to be the, the social standard for rape today is if you regret it, then apparently it was rape. So if we're going to balance things back out a little bit, I think, yeah, if you were raped and you can prove it, well, then there should be, under these circumstances, you know, a right to have an abortion, which you already have that right as established in case law by Roe versus Wade. And Texas's law, which literally just says that, and they call it the Heartbeat Act, if you can detect a heartbeat, no abortion. And you can sue those people performing the abortions in violation of these statutes. And so you've got the White House and you've got liberals and you've got big progressive groups and lawyers and just general on top of that general assorted human scum who don't like human life, the courts should take a look at this. And we need, and, and that's what's funny to me is like all these liberal people that have the signs and the glasses and the pussy hats and the, and the hair dye ready to go at a moment's notice. Anytime there's a hint of fascism, is that a, I smell a swastika, get the signs, you know, they're ready to go at a moment's notice. They're like minute men. But they're minute women or minute liberals, and they're just at a moment's notice. The British are coming. The regulars are coming. The fascists are coming. The Nazis are coming. They're on the streets. They're protesting, blocking traffic, tearing down signs, ripping down, you know, statues, smashing Starbucks windows to walk in and buy a drink. And then protesting corporations. And then they say that we have a right to abortion. Don't take it away from me, despite the fact that nobody's taking it away from you. And despite the fact on the other side of the argument where people are just as ready with those signs, like, all right, we're going to, anytime a liberal says, you know, they wanted abortion, we're going to go out there and protest them with the Bible, and we can't have any abortions. Abortions are bad. Oh, no, no abortions. And it's, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why. If both sides read Roe versus Wade, it was a very, very balanced decision by the courts. And it certainly doesn't give the liberals what, it th what they think it gives them, the right to do, per se. And it surely doesn't restrict 
you know, what or allow for or restrict what the conservatives think it does. I, but then you find people that are balanced that actually understand what Roe versus Wade did. And they they understand in the case of this Texas law that, you know, abortions, uh, you know, it doesn't have to specify every single exemption, every single case. But the New York Times is saying, oh, it doesn't allow for you to have an abortion if, you know, if there's a heartbeat, even under conditions where the fetus is unviable. Well, that's not what it says. It says the physician makes that determination. You know, just like in New York. Remember in New York where the physicians get to determine when life begins after birth? You mean like in Virginia where the governor's like, we take them out of the womb and we keep them very, very comfortable. We put them into incubators and we determine when those babies are alive and we can kill them after they're born and we will make that determination. Not God. We will determine that. We keep them comfortable. You mean like that? I mean, all the Republicans are doing in Texas are doing what the liberals have done in Virginia and New York and they've tried to establish that a physician gets to use their good faith and judgment to determine when a baby is alive. It's the same exact thing, isn't it? Why can the conservatives not do it, but the liberals can do it? Why, because they have yellow hair? Because they're generally overweight? Because they're eternal college students being brainwashed at Confucius Institutes? Why do they get to do it, and conservatives can't do it? You know, because, and here's the really confusing thing. All we've heard is, you don't have a right to avoid vaccines. You don't have a right to get people sick. And you don't have a right to do this. And stop making this about freedom and rights. Take the vaccine. You're going to lose your job and your livelihood. And don't even date people who don't have a vaccine. And, you know, F firefighters and police officers. But anytime. Anytime they feel their quote-unquote rights are affected, they start screaming about, I have a freedom to choose. It's my body, my choice. And, oh, my God, somebody came by with a Trump flag. Call the police at an anti-police rally. Or they say things like, um, you know, classics. Some of my, my, my favorite, my favorite hypocrisies. I have a right to abortion. I have a right to determine what happens to my body. And they imply that they have that right because they vote blue. And if you have a R on your voting card, you don't have that right. And while they imply that through their actions and their language, they're literally saying, we have rights, but you don't have rights. And then they call you a fascist for daring to want to even follow what Roe versus Wade established as a state right while they simultaneously and hypocritically cite Roe versus Wade as the reason why you can't do what Roe versus Wade said a state could do. I am so baffled, folks. I am so confused. I have no words anymore to describe the hypocrisy, the idiocracy, the insanity, and, and, and the general dumb nature of, of both sides of these protests. And, and meanwhile, while they're arguing over, you know, you're a fascist, I hate police, but you're going to do what I tell you to do, and if you don't want to do it, I'm calling the police. And while they're like, 
yeah, we want abortions. Don't take my right to an abortion away. Roe versus Wade. And the states are like, well, Roe versus Wade gave us a right, as did another Supreme Court case in 1992, to put restrictions that are, you know, not undue burdens and not substantial obstacles in the way of getting an abortion. And they're like, no, Roe versus Wade, that gives us the right to abortion. It does, but it also gives the states a right because they have an interest in protecting human life and the maternal health of the mother. And the law is actually pretty well balanced, generally speaking. And you're citing Roe versus Wade as a reason to strike down a law in another state that is, and, and, and I would assume, at least many provisions of it will be upheld by the Supreme Court because of their previous stare decisis decision in Roe versus Wade. It makes no sense. You're a fascist, but do what I say. I hate cops, but if you don't do what I say, I'm calling the cops. I don't get it. I don't get it. I really, really don't get it. I am so confused why we can't just have a more civil discussion about this. Why is this so difficult? Why is this so hard? Because of hysteria that's why because of hysteria social contagion and people like billy eilish my body my effing choice and you know these women from top chef you have no right to decide what happens to my body good if you're a woman who doesn't want to wear a mask or take a vaccine the next time someone walks up to you and demands that you do it or tell them that information you say you have no right to decide what happens to my body understand And now on top of all of this, if you type in abortion and federal government or anything of that nature, you'll find stories about the Biden administration lifting bans on referrals at family planning clinics. And when I first typed this in, I thought, oh, the Supreme Court overturned the law in Texas. But that's not the case. The Biden administration reversed a ban on abortion referrals by family planning clinics According to Yahoo News and the AP, quote, lifting a Trump era restriction as political and legal battles over abortion grow sharper from Texas to the U.S. Supreme Court. So in the midst of all of that, there's a political move to lift those referral bans on family planning clinics. Of course, if you just glance at the news, you might think, oh, the law was unconstitutional and maybe it will be struck down as such. But again, everything we've discussed so far on tonight's broadcast it isn't really uh something that makes a lot of sense when you look at the details of it uh on either side of the abortion argument whether you're pro anti or even some people that are more moderate on the subject it's a very complicated topic that can't be reduced to you know the black and white uh critiques and uh slogans and hashtags you know it's it needs a little bit more proper discussion and that's what we're trying to do here tonight on the show What's interesting is that it's all happening uh, last weekend, over the weekend, while um, people were losing their jobs and being unenrolled from school for not having their vaccines. And while they're protesting my body, my choice, other people are protesting the same thing. And while they're saying we want abortions, we don't like police, we don't like fascists, but do what we tell you to do. And we want an absolute right to abortion but we want Roe versus Wade, which doesn't give you an absolute right to abortion. And the states have a right to make determinations. But we want to use Roe versus Wade to stop states from exercising Roe versus Wade to overturn Roe versus Wade, but not to overturn it. It's confusing. And while that happens, thousands of people, doctors, scientists, professors at universities, students, nurses, 
lose their jobs and are unenrolled from school for following the rule of law and establishing and declaring their rights. And the schools and the hospitals just say, we don't care. Get out of here. You were heroes yesterday. Now you're just somebody else's problem. I mean, you talk about insanity. And I'll tell you what. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back tonight because I think I've addressed this subject in a very, very balanced way. Let me know what you think at rdgable at yahoo.com. Thank you for supporting the show, thesecretteachings.info. Please donate to our fundraiser, the Escape from New York fundraiser to get us out of New York to another place with another studio. Secretteachings.info. Subscribe, grab a book, stay with us on the Fringe FM. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.